Good morning and welcome to The Extra, the show that connects you to the issues, topics, and people that are important to you. And here in the Pikes Peak region, we are so pleased that we have so many options available to people who want to explore what it is this area has to offer. And certainly that encompasses the arts community in our region as well. So today we're going to be talking about that and about what makes our area so special and attractive to visitors, not just local visitors, but visitors from the surrounding area as well. We're so pleased to have with us as guests, Doug Price, President and CEO of Visit Colorado Springs or Visit COS. Doug, welcome to the show. Hi, Shannon. Good morning. Thanks for having us. Good morning to you. Also on the KRDO Newsline, Elise Gronseth, who's Assistant Director of Marketing and Communications at the Ent Center for the Arts. Elise, welcome to the Extra. Good morning, Shannon. Thanks for having me. Well, we're going to be talking to both of you about the history of the Ent Center as well as the importance of the arts in our community. Doug, let's start with you. Now, while the Ent Center doesn't have an extensive history in terms of how far back it goes, it is definitely an important part of our city's master plan as we expand performing arts space in the city. Well, Shannon, you're right. And if you go back, literally, it's now, since it's almost 2023, it's been 13 years that there, the 2010 Cultural Master Plan um, identified a need. And it said that our region needed a, a what they termed a mid-sized performing arts center in, in the in Colorado Springs area. And, you know, the Pikes Peak Center was already obviously here as Broadmoor World Arena, but we were missing uh, kind of a sweet spot for for mid-sized productions and concerts and events, and that really was a space that UCCS uh, felt that they could could step in and fill. And I'll, I'll also add that one of the reasons that, I'm a part of this this uh, extra today is that arts and culture play a big role in tourism. Uh, you know, almost I mean, people sure locally will love you know love to go out for a, a night on the town, but but it's also very common for people to travel uh, from along the Front Range to come in for an overnight stay and uh, and dinner and a show and and so this is uh, this is a big part of why we try to get people to come and understand uh, that you can't just do it in a day or a night in Colorado Springs. You do you do need to spend the night and, and, and to take in everything we have. Right. And, and the performing arts groups that make their way around the U.S., around the world, they are looking for a variety of options when it comes to event space. So, Elise, how did UCCS uh, get into this and bring about the Ant Center? Sure. Um, well, as Doug mentioned, that 2010 cultural master plan um, did identify the need for a mid-sized performing arts space. So UCCS saw an opportunity to serve the community. Um, and that building wasn't um, open to the public until 2018, but we had artistic programs and residents at UCCS for decades. Um, and so for that reason, um, it seemed like a natural fit for UCCS to build the Ent Center around programs like theater works, um, who had existing audiences and, and many loyal supporters in the community. Um, you may or may not know, Theater Works was co-founded by Murray and Betty Ross in the 1970s, 
And then as of August 2018, the new artistic director, Caitlin Lowens, um, has been building on their pre-existing legacy um, and that sense of history uh, by continuing with works like Shakespeare and incorporating contemporary themes and innovative ideas uh, for both their content and the use of the new spaces that were established at the Ent Center. Um, in 2020, Caitlin helped uh, form a new mission for that theater that focuses on connecting, empowering, and delighting our community through diverse performances and educational experiences. And those act as a mirror for ourselves and windows into others, right? Um, so we want everyone to be able to see their own experience reflected on stage. And part of that is incorporating culturally specific and age-specific programming into programs like TheaterWorks. It also means getting out into the community with programs like our Shakespeare Free-for-All, which happens in the summer this year. It's Pericles. Um, but UCCS has definitely taken up that call to action and used it um, to diversify the way that we experience the arts in Colorado Springs. Interesting. Talking about a legacy and then building upon it and continuing to expand the reach, uh, not just at that, like you said, at that center, but also in uh, going out into the community. And Doug, uh, this is not just confined to UCCS-centered uh, groups. Tell us about that. Well, I think it's important for listeners to know that uh, just because it is housed at UCCS, uh, this is very much uh, local space that's available for private events and community events. And, and so we really hope to make sure that, you know, we'll talk about it, I'm sure, later. But, I mean, the, the pandemic just really impacted the Ent Center as it did other uh, performing arts venues throughout the city. And as they're coming back and, and having, you know, first-class productions, we want to make sure that people in the community know that to think of places like the Ent Center at UCCS to, uh, to be able to uh, contract and hold private events for, for their, their philanthropic reasons or their business reasons. Mm. Well, we need to take a short break here. Doug and Elise, stand by. You know, in other cities, uh, arts communities, uh, even though they may attempt to be uh, mutually uplifting, uh, there is a sense of competition in that uh, they feel like they're competing for the same arts audience pie, piece of the pie. Uh, so we'll be interested in hearing how that is different in the Pikes Peak region and why. That and more coming your way here on on KRDO News Radio. You're listening to KRDO News Radio, 1055 FM, 1240 AM, and 92.5 FM. Back in a moment. We're back with the extra and our conversation today going on with Doug Price, President and CEO of Visit COS, and Elise Gronseth, Assistant Director of Marketing and Communications at the Ent Center for the Arts. And Doug, uh, the city of Colorado Springs is no stranger to uh, reaching out, reaching into the community and finding ways to invest money for a return that makes the most sense for the city. And investing in the arts might uh, seem to some, when looking at the bottom line, uh, maybe not the uh, most, you know, I guess, profit margin clearing way to earn money on investments, but it has great returns. Tell us about that. Well, it's, um, it's about quality of life. And 
for people here in the in Colorado Springs and the Pikes Peak region, that that's really important. And we have a lot of great assets, outdoor recreation, and you know, uh, space, and all sorts of things that make it uh, a, a good place to work. But this is also a uh, arts and culture are a very very important part of the equation. And and I just before the break, Elise made the comment about creating community. And, and truly, a term that I like to use when I think about the arts and culture community of Colorado Springs is coopetition. And, and that is that they complement one another. And yes, they compete, but they realize that if they can get residents and visitors to, to come out and enjoy the arts in a variety of different menus, it it supports everybody, and we here uh, have have watched the City for Champions venues uh, kind of come to life, and with with concerts and being held over at Widener Field, and the United States Olympic and Paralympic Museum is hosting an, a, a wide variety of cultural events in, in the in the Olympic Arena area, and so I just think that. Um, Coopetition is what helps everybody um, benefit in, in here in the Springs. I love that. A new word added to our lexicon and coopetition definitely would be something that in Colorado <laughs> Springs I, they would uh, embrace and uh, uplift. And at least uh, this is also part of why there's a mission at the End Center to uh, broaden the appeal by also uh, reaching out to the youngest arts patients, patrons that we have here. Yes, absolutely. Um, as Many of us know, unfortunately, across the nation, we've seen kind of a dwindling of arts education and funding for the arts. Um, a national study recently asserted that 3.9% of students have zero access to arts education, which doesn't sound like a lot, but it's, it equates to more than 2 million students nationwide. Um, and underserved populations take the biggest hit, um, while studies also show that underserved populations benefit the greatest from arts education. Um, students with arts education are proven to get better jobs, earn more degrees, volunteer more in the community. Um, and so these programs are helping students develop memory retrieval, attention skills, problem solving, other cognitive development skills, and lead to greater success in math and reading. Um, and all of the studies show that students with arts education outperform their peers on virtually every measure. Um, and unfortunately, you know, the funding and interruptions to schooling for reasons like COVID have put a damper on arts education. Um, but we are lucky in the state of Colorado that we have the state and a lot of organizations like Colorado Creative Industries and the Cultural Office of the Pikes Peak Region that are helping us push more funding into schools and into the arts community um, in the Pikes Peak region and statewide. Um, and I, I just want to add that the more arts education students receive, the stronger their opportunities after schooling become, and the more likely they are to support the arts as they move into adulthood. And this is important um, for reasons that Doug mentioned, and it's because the arts sector provides significant support for the local economy. Um, arts and culture organizations in the Pikes Peak region spend about $51 million and the money our patrons generate for the area is even greater. And then if you go a step further, 78% of non-resident visitors also credit the arts and culture sector as the reason they come to visit 
the Pike Peak region. Mm. And, and Doug, you have an interesting you know, personal story on that, yeah, don't you? You know, I think of two things. One, that we are so fortunate here to also have the Colorado Springs Conservatory that serves this this a wide variety of young people from an education standpoint that starts at a really young age. So we are very, very fortunate to have that. The other story, I mean, as I think about this, and we were talking about putting this together today, I have a friend who uh, is in the med school at Purdue University, and he's he's involved with recruitment there. And and one of the stories that he told me was, when you think about Purdue, one of the things you visualize is the big drum. You know, Purdue has like the world's largest drum that they that they have all at football games and different things like that. Well, I noticed that the Purdue drum was on the cover of their med school recruitment brochure. And I asked my friend, why would that be on the cover of the med school? And he said, Doug, our research from students has told us that the first instrument that these students have ever held was a musical instrument. So the, it, it speaks exactly to what Elise was just talking about and, and the correlation of, of skills development and everything else so often starts with music and the arts and then it propels you into your, your, your next career, if you will. And at least uh, all of this is an evolving uh, relationship, isn't it? How the Ent Center is is helping to contribute to the development of not just students at the collegiate level or even uh, the pre-collegiate level, but also people throughout the Springs area and Pikes Peak area. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, because of the uh, existence of the Ent Center for the Arts, we're able to bring world-class art and culture to the community through both our performances, but also, you know, world-renowned faculty and visiting guests. Um, And on campus, you know, it's very unique that students have the ability to learn alongside working professionals and people who are not only um, academics, but teaching their students how they're out in the community as artists um, while continuing to contribute to, you know, the next generation of artistic leadership. All right. Well, we need to take a break right about now. When we come back, we'll be talking more with Elise and Doug about the Ent Center for the Arts and the art scene in Colorado Springs. Uh, as we've seen uh, over the course of the pandemic, definitely was a time when, you know, things shut down. Arts performances became almost, you know, that gathering of people, almost a thing of the past for quite some time. And, and now they're back. And what that means means to the community and how it continues to bring communities together. That and more when the extra continues. We're back with the extra as we continue to focus on the art scene in Colorado Springs, which uh, even with the pandemic has continued to grow and thrive, many would argue. And we have as our guest today, Doug Price, President and CEO of Visit Colorado Springs, and Elise Grounseth, the Assistant Director of Marketing and Communications for the Ent Center for the Performing Arts. Uh, Doug, uh, why don't you uh, kind of touch on this, on the growth of the the art scene in Colorado Springs? Well, you know, Shannon, I think that it would be fair to say that it 
did the art scene uh, did get put on hold. Right? <laughs> there's no mm. there's no denying the the number of shuttered venues that happened during the pandemic, and it's frankly been one of the the last inju- industries to to come out of the pandemic. But um, the thing that we know is that people are traveling again. And within the state of Colorado, we have a number of people who travel here from along the Front Range to attend various arts events. And so it is not only just great for our local citizens, but it's it's good for our visitors. And I would say to anybody who is is listening and thinking about the last time you were at the End Center, also think about University Village, which is right across the street. I mean, you've got this destination there that is so perfect for for dinner before a show or or entertainment after a show and just taking full advantage of all the things there are to do up there on North Nevada. It just makes it a a, a really attractive place for for people to uh, to go and enjoy arts and culture. Right, right. Several of my favorite eateries are right there and it, yeah. sometimes it's hard to choose and so when you have an arts event right across, I mean you could go for dinner first and then for after show drinks and uh, treats later. Well, and there's a great sidewalk that goes, you know, there's an underpass that mm-hmm. goes from University Village right over to the Ant Center, which makes just the whole night that much easier. Right, right. And Elise, why don't you chime in here and and talk about that sculpture walk that is also part of the, I guess, the stroll, if you you will. Yeah, um, we love that, you know, you can come to University Village and like you all said, shop and drink and eat. And um, even if you're not here for a show, uh, come over to the Ant Center grounds um, to check out our outdoor sculpture walk. Um, that features local favorite Star Kemp monumental works in addition to others. And it also has an audio tour that can be accessed just by calling a number that's posted on the signs. Um, UCCS has also partnered directly with University Village for their sculpture program, um, which is all works commissioned um, by University Village from UCCS visual arts students. Right. And for those who don't know Star Kempf, Star Kempf, uh, uh, we lost him in 1995. But some of those uh, gleaming, shimmering uh, sculptures that you see, uh, not just around the Ensigner, but all over Colorado Springs, are his. Yes, that's right. And we're all so lucky to have them continue, continue to be seen in our community even after he passed on. Right, right. And and Doug, let's talk about uh, the campus community partnerships that UCCS has going on. Tell us about those. Yeah, I'll just touch on one that is very uh, relevant to the arts of what we're sitting here talking about this morning, Shannon, and that is that the there's going to be a sculpture put up that's called the Athletes Among Us. And it really kind of celebrates the student athletes here in Olympic City, USA, who have taken uh, at least one semester of classes at UCCS and competed in an Olympic Games. And this sculpture is, uh, the, the funds have been raised, the plans have been finalized, things are being manufactured already for this close to 30 foot statue that's gonna go up on campus. 
that that's very very unique and and it takes the the colors of the olympic rings and it has they will be replicated in a way that they are long streaming banners that uh that not banners but but long streams that go up and almost like what you would call ribbons but they are in fact manufactured steel different colors and it will around the base of the sculpture we will have the names and the years that these Olympians competed and were students at UCCS. And right now we have the date of Thursday, May 25th as the tentative date for the dedication of this UCCS sculpture. And I think it's just another example of community partnerships that UCCS is always looking to forge and for us to get a chance to, again, remind students and guests at UCCS of uh, the importance of the student athletes competing here in Olympic City, USA. Mm. And, and a part of that is the educational component that, that they know that uh, viewers who are looking at these sculptures know what they're seeing, know the backstory. And there's that audio tour uh, that exists. And this, I'm assuming, will be part of that audio tour. Tell us about that, Elise. Um, well, I can't actually confirm whether that specific sculpture will be part of the sculpture tour at the Ent Center because it, it is, I think, a distance from our property. Um, but the, the way that the audio tour works is, is just you see a placard, um, you type in a phone number, and then when, you, when it picks up, it gives you all of the background information about the artist, when it was created, why it was created, um, why it's on our property, and why you should appreciate it. Mm, gives you a little bit more of an arts appreciation as you're looking at it. Uh, I I love those when I'm going through museums. I, I learn so much, and some of those <laughs> little factoids that are repeated in our heads, uh, you know, when we're uh, viewing artistic works, they stick many years later. So that's wonderful. All right. Well, Elise Gronseth and Doug Price, we need to take a break right here. When we come back, we'll talk about some of the exciting performances that are going to be coming up at the Ent Center. Stick around for KRDO News Radio's The Extra continuing. Welcome back to The Extra, and now we're going to talk about some of the exciting things on the calendar, and certainly uh, something that was on the stage at the End Center earlier this year, Lumberjacks in Love had to have one of the most intriguing titles of all, and uh, we had fun talking about that uh, earlier this year. But let's talk about what's coming up, Elise, who is our guest today, Elise Gronseth, take it away. Yes, um, Lumberjacks in Love was an intriguing title, and I'm glad you think so. Um, that was actually our second best-selling show since our opening year, 2018. Wow. Um, which was great coming back from the pandemic to see that kind of turnout um, from the community. Um, right now, we have Little Women, which is running through December 18th. These are both TheaterWorks productions. Um, this is a new adaptation of Little Women, so it, it'll be a new experience for everyone, no matter how many times you've seen the play or the movies. Um, and this is actually now our best-selling show since 2018, topping even our success with Lumberjacks in Love. Um, at the same time Little Women is running, we also have Winter Wonders, which is a puppet show that features three different kinds of puppetry, um, and that is created and written by 
our artistic director, Caitlin Lowens, and Katie Williams of Katie Williams Designs, who also makes all the puppets. Um, and this is perfect for what we call Colorado's youngest arts patrons. So we're really hoping all the kids in the area show up um, between now and December 18th to experience that. That runs on Saturday and Sunday's daytime. Um, after the first of the year, we have Aubergine, which is a Korean-American play that will be performed in both Korean and English with super titles so that everyone can understand everything, um, no matter which language you speak. Um, that starts in February, and tickets are currently on sale. I would say mark your calendars. It's a really unique theater experience, and we think everyone in the community can enjoy it. It's focused on um, food and the way it connects us both culturally and as human beings, because we all need food, right? Mm, sure. <laughs> um, yeah. The Ent Center also hosts uh, a variety of lectures, workshops, and intensives that are available to the broader community, not just for UCCS students. Um, those include things like the Prologue Forums on American Theater, which is um, a series coordinated by Kevin Landis, who is the theater and dance chair for VAPA. Um, and those, for instance, the last one that just occurred, um, brought in casting directors from around the U.S. Uh, to talk about issues in contemporary casting. So really interesting conversations happening at the Ent Center. We also have world-renowned uh, dance companies who come here to perform and to host workshops for students in the area. And actually, next summer, we are hosting for the first time the Summer Institute for Contemporary Performance Practice, which is lovingly called Sick Puppy in the industry. Um, that has been hosted by the New England Conservatory since its inception. Um, and so for the first time, it's moving locations and being spearheaded by uh, Glenn Whitehead of the Visual and Performing Arts Department. And, um, you know, the New England Conservatory is the oldest independent music conservatory in the United States and among the most prestigious in the world. So we are honored that the organizers of Sick Puppy are entrusting us with this program in 2023. Um, if anyone is interested, applications are open right now um, and can be found at SICPP.org. Um, mm. Lastly, I'll just say TheaterWorks is hosting um, a season sharing event on April 7th in the evening, and that's where they will unveil their 2023-24 season, which is really exciting. Okay, and that's where we'll get uh, some more uh, ideas of what sort of performance direction we're going on. Any and all, it sounds like. And for those who can't read it, see, I'm I'm lucky because I get to read some of the, the notes that we have uh, between the guests and myself. So, Sick Puppy uh, stands for Summer Institute for Contemporary Performance practice so s-i-c-p-p <laughs> and you get how we come to sick puppy but that is pretty funny i love it um so as we wrap up we have just a couple of minutes here uh i would like to have doug just chime in when you hear about all these events just the multitude of events that uh really kind of center on this and how the arts experience is really broadening out appealing to patrons of all ages and 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 getting people more and involved and tapping into that creative force that is so important. I, I keep thinking about some of the cities uh, that for a long time have said the creatives drive growth. They make a city more attractive to outsiders. They make a city more attractive to people moving in. Is that what you would say, Doug? 
Well, you know, Shannon, it's a, and a good example of that is downtown Colorado Springs, where they are building. Uh, uh, there's a project for apartments exclusively for people in the arts at at lower incomes to to be able to make it affordable to live here. And so, yes, we as a city and as a region are doing our best to attract and retain uh, artists that want to live here and make our quality of life just that much better. So, yes, as we get these apartments and everything that are being built downtown, there's like nine different apartment buildings that are being built downtown. Uh, we've talked in the past a little bit about the uh, City Auditorium Project and the Cultural Collective that Linda Weiss and people are, are putting together. So, yes, it, it is an important part of the experience of life here in the Pikes Peak region and specifically in downtown Colorado Springs. Elise Gronseth, uh, again, in this last minute or two, uh, what would you like to be the key takeaways for our listeners as they've been taking part in this conversation here on The Extra? Really just that we would like to invite everyone in the community to experience the arts, whether that is at the Ent Center, at school, at other organizations in the area. It is really important to a person's um, world view and also how they contribute to the community later in life. Right, right. It certainly uh, does expand, you know, how you feel and are uh, looking at things. I, I'm sure nobody will look at Lumberjacks uh, in, in the same way after seeing <laughs> Lumberjacks in Love. That's for sure. Um, but to our guest today, Elise Gronseth with the Ent Center for the Arts at UCCS. Thank you for joining us here on The Extra. Thank you, yeah, Shannon. I appreciate your and Doug Price, of course, thanks to you as well, was Visit COS. And you can find out more by going to entcenterforthearts.org. There you will have all the listings you need of the artistic events coming up. You can buy tickets right there. You can find out about renting out the venue, and you can find out how to support the arts. Elise and Doug, again, my gratitude to you for joining us here on The Extra. And to our listeners, thank you for spending this hour with us here on K. RDO News Radio. We've got Tom Martino up after the top of the hour. I'll talk to you again tomorrow right here on the Extra.